Welcome to College Hockey Talk. This is Gabby Billing from Dartmouth Hockey. Sort of college hockey talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, we have Dartmouth forward Gabby Billing joining our podcast today. But before we get to that interview, I'd just like to ask if you can follow us on Instagram, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Uh, doing these things helps our podcast grow and helps us find new listeners, and I'll just appreciate that so much. And if you know anyone who loves college hockey, please recommend this podcast to them. I think they'll enjoy it very much. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate that so much as well. Our guest today, like I just mentioned, is Gabby Billing from Dartmouth Hockey. Great interview with her. Super nice person. So let's just get right into it. Here is Gabby Billing, everyone. On today's podcast, we have junior forward from Dartmouth, Gabby Billing. Gabby, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and how's everything going? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. And um, I want to start off before you went to Dartmouth. Growing up in Minnesota, how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, I started pretty young. Um, my mom had my brother and I on skates when I was two and he was four. Uh, we just used to go to open skate over at Maple Grove um, and kind of picked it up there and then started playing hockey when we were both in um, kindergarten. And the love of the game kind of just grew from there. Um, we played all through youth hockey and um, just kind of kept going from there. That's, that's where it all started on the outdoor rinks and at open skate and stuff, wherever we could get ice. Now, did you have a favorite particular player growing up? I don't think I had a favorite player specifically. Um, I loved watching the Minnesota wild growing up. That was just kind of our, kind of our team and I I loved watching the Minnesota Gophers growing up the women's team and the men's team um, we'd always try and get tickets whenever we could so that was kind of where my role models stemmed from. Did you watch Amanda Kessel play when she was on the Gophers? Yeah a little bit um, I don't specifically remember picking her out a ton but um, she's an amazing hockey player and any young female growing up is definitely looks to her as a role model. Now you played for Breck school. What was that experience like for you? It was great. I, I loved Breck. Um, we had amazing facilities and a coaching staff and everything. There were a lot of great girls on that team. And um, we, we definitely had some good chemistry, especially my senior year when we, won the state championship that was definitely a good way to go out go out with a bang um and yeah it was it was an incredible experience it was really nice to get a good education and um play hockey at the same time <laughs> now talk about winning that national or that championship with Breck and what it meant to you that was everything that was huge that's every little kid's dream is to play in the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament um to 
be in the championship versus War Road too, one of our biggest rivals was super special. And um, I don't think we expected it to go into overtime, but um, nonetheless, it was a really good game. And to, um, to be out there and be a part of that, that scoring goal that Sadie Lindsay got was pretty incredible. I, I don't even have words to describe the feeling, but yeah, it was great to represent Breck and play with amazing girls on that team. Now, I was just looking at the Dartmouth website, and it says you also won the Hobie Baker Character Award. What is that award, and what was it like to win that? Yeah, it's, um, it's just an award, um, basically, as the title says, a character award, and it can be um, given out to one player on each team. And my coach, Rhonda Engelhart, she's actually coaching the Minnesota Whitecaps now. Um, but she, yeah, she nominated me, and um, that was a huge honor to to receive that. Um, I, I got a little plaque and stuff, which is pretty cool. So you can say that you're a Hobie Baker Award winner now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now I want to talk about how did Breck uh, help you prepare for college hockey? Yeah, um, it's, it's still a big transition for anybody. I, I still found myself trying to get into a rhythm um, in my freshman year at college, but it it definitely helped to play with a lot of a lot of good talent and against a lot of good talent. Um, and to have a coaching staff, to have Rhonda as a coach was amazing. Um, she taught me a lot of valuable lessons on and off the ice, and it definitely helped for a, a more smooth transition to, to college hockey. Now I want to talk about your recruiting process, going to an Ivy League school, and why did you choose Dartmouth? And talk about because I know it's different going to an Ivy League school versus like an other college in the country. So just talk about your recruiting process and why Dartmouth at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I started being recruited um, my seventh or eighth grade year, which, which is, it's a lot to think about when you, when you're that age, um, kind of a big decision to, to weigh in your head. Um, and I had kind of been talking to schools all over the place. And I think Dartmouth um, eventually contacted me in my, my 10th grade year of high school. Um, and we started talking, I talked with um, coach Chris Cobb mostly, and he, he was amazing. He was really great to talk to and had so much information about the program and the school. Um, and the first time that he had called me with um, Dartmouth. I I wasn't so sure that I'd be able to handle an Ivy League education and um, athletics at the same time. And I was kind of worried about that. Even coming out of a good college preparatory school like Breck, I was still a bit nervous about that. But he reassured me that um, people do it and you you figure out how to time manage and and everything and you you definitely can make it work and um, with the support of my family and stuff my mom and I went out and visited and I fell in love with the campus right away it was beautiful out in New Hampshire we went out in October and um, the fall leaves were turning and um, it kind of looked like a fairy tale to be honest and there is such a, a warm community a warm sense of community when I went out there and um, I just I didn't think I could pass up the opportunity to get an education like that and 
play the sport I love at the same time. Now, what is it like to be in Dartmouth, not just playing hockey, but the whole campus in general and being in Hanover? Yeah, I love Hanover. Um, I'm hoping to get back there in the fall. <laughs> We're, we've still got some things to figure out, but um, it's a great place to be. It's kind of a, a small town atmosphere with not feeling too much like a bubble. Um, and it's definitely a lot to balance. It gets stressful and there's a lot going on at times, but you learn how to manage it. And um, there's a lot of great people out there. I've got good teammates, good friends outside of my sport. Um, and it's just, it's just a great place to be. I, I've met a lot of lifelong friends there for sure. Well, that's good to hear. And I hope you make more lifelong friends for your next two years at Dartmouth. And my first question about your hockey is, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make playing college hockey in your first couple of games there? Yeah, I would say one of the biggest things that I had to adjust to was um, in high school, we didn't have a whole lot of systems. It was more just go out, play, figure it, <laughs> figure it out, be creative. And you kind of have the freedom to do that in high school. Whereas when I got to college, it was very system oriented and the puck goes here, you go here, you should be here at a specific time. Um, so that was definitely probably the biggest adjustment along with just the speed of the game in general. Everything picks up and you have less time to make decisions and um, you need to know where your teammates are and you need to be in the right place for them. So I would say, I would say it was, it was an adjustment for, for the first probably five-ish games and then you kind of fall into a, a routine and a rhythm. Was there any particular person that helped you with your adjustment, like a teammate or a coach or someone like that? Um, I would say there were a couple seniors that I, that I played with who kind of just kept reassuring me. Um, seniors, when I was a freshman, they're like, it's tough, I know. There's a lot going on. You're going to get it. Just stick with it. Um, keep studying the systems. And um, Cobb was always available too. Cobb and Coach Morgan Ilya Kanan were always available for video time and um, made, made it clear that if you weren't getting something that they would, they would be there to help you. Now, during your freshman season, your team beat the number four team in the country, Clarkson, who had the Patty Kazmaier Award winner this past season. What was that game like for you, and what was it like to beat one of the best teams in the country? That game was so exciting. It was fast-paced. They were probably the best team we faced all year, and um, it, was really, it was really fun to see our team um, show up for that game. It was, it's unfortunate that uh, we had been kind of inconsistent throughout the year. Um, we would play it amazing against a team like Clarkson and then um, not show up for a team lower in our conference. But yeah, that game was incredible. And it was amazing to play against so many good players and to see our team kind of come together as one and compete. Now you also won Rookie of the Year for Dartmouth. What was that like and especially receiving that honor? Yeah, that was a huge honor. Um, I really appreciate my teammates voting me for that. And I, I knew I wanted to come into Dartmouth and make a difference right away. And to be able to receive that award and kind of have that hard work pay off was really rewarding. It, it meant a lot. Now, your team unfortunately um, didn't qualify for the ECAC playoffs this past season. 
what do you think your team has to do and what you have to do to change that and make a playoff and hopefully make a good run and make the national tournament someday? Yeah, we kind of just like I mentioned, we, we have the tendency to be a bit inconsistent. Um, we'll come out and play amazing one weekend and then the next we'll be flat and um, we'll be playing our game. But we, we definitely need to get more consistent. And we have the talent on our team. We just haven't been performing to the best of our ability. It, um, I think we, we get too focused on structure and the systems and kind of forget about the whole creativity part of things. So hopefully um, with the incoming class that we have, we'll be able to get some more chemistry and start winning some more games. Now, you had a very impressive sophomore campaign, though. What do you first personally feel like was the biggest adjustment or improvement you made uh, for your last year? Yeah, I would say I was just more confident coming into my sophomore year. Freshman year, I was trying to get my feet under me and um, just trying to trying to keep up, learn the systems, everything, get adjusted to college hockey. And then having that that one year under your belt, it's easier to come in knowing that you you know the systems and you know how the team works and um, you just feel more comfortable. Um, I also got the privilege to play with some very good line mates. Cece Bowlby and I um, had a little bit of Minnesota chemistry going on so we were able to connect passes and and she's a very good player to, to play with so that was fun. Yeah, shout out to her. Hopefully she can come on the podcast one day. Uh, Did you have a favorite particular game last year that was your favorite? Oh, gosh. Mm, I don't know if I had a favorite. I always always do love playing against Clarkson, though. Whether we win or lose, it's always a good game. It's um, a good physical game, high speed, and everyone shows up to compete. And I, I love those type of games. I love when everyone, when everyone comes to play because it's a lot more fun and yeah. Um, so what was your, what is your favorite road arena to play in though? Mm. I really like, what is my favorite away rank? I really like to play at uh, Cornell. It's kind of a, a an old barn, but they they always have a lot of fans show up, even for the women's games, and it just it just makes it a fun atmosphere to play in. Um, it gets you riled up that that they're chirping you, and even if even if the fans are against you, it it still makes for a fun atmosphere. What's the best chirp you heard from one of their fans? Uh, usually I can't hear him that well. I just try, I try and block him out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I heard that they also don't play warm-up music. Like it's just their band playing. Does that help or make the atmosphere even better for you? Um, I would say that more annoys me than anything. I like a good pump up song rather than a pep band playing. Um, but they've, they've got a great band. So if you've got it, you might as well use it. Now, going in as an upperclassman this year for Dartmouth, what type of leadership do you hope to bring to Dartmouth hockey and for the incoming freshmen? Yeah, I just want to be a person that leads by example. I want to show up to the rink every day and work my hardest and um, lead by that way. I, I'm, I'm excited to come in and be a junior. I've got a couple years left, and I want to make my mark, um, and I want our team to make a mark. We have kind of struggled the past couple of years 
which is unfortunate, but I know that we have the talent coming up and, and we have the ability to do it. It's just going to be fun to see everyone put it together. So um, I'm excited to come in and assume an upperclassman leadership role and hopefully, hopefully help lead us to some more success. Now, what are some of your personal goals for next year and for what are your goals for the team as well? I hope um, that we're going to be having a, com a competitive season. Um, they're talking about a January 1st start, which is still up in the air, but hoping that we have a season, I'd like to um, just show up every game and play my best. And I, it, it doesn't really matter about points to me. Um, obviously that helps, but it doesn't really matter if I'm getting them or not, whether our team, no matter what, if our team is winning. So um, that's kind of my biggest goal just individually and to keep improving as a player. I do a lot of training in the summer, uh, Barry Karn skating school and OS hockey with Winnie Broat and weightlifting and stuff. So um, it's nice when you see it all pay off. So hopefully, hopefully our team is doing the same. Our whole team is um, busy training and preparing for the hopefully upcoming season. And I'd like us to be, be above 500 this year. That's, we, we just need to keep improving on the amount of games that we're winning each year. And, and it hasn't really been happening lately, but um, that's definitely a big, a big team goal. Yeah, I want to get your reaction. Obviously, Ivy League announced a couple of weeks ago that they will be not playing any fall sports. I know hockey's in the ECAC, not technically in the Ivy League, but they are still won't play in the fall. Um, is playing a shortened season, do you think that will help your team out a little bit because you can get to a fast start and potentially go on a run? Yeah, that that could potentially be in our benefit because the way um, the Ivy League works is that we can't start playing games. And so we could be playing a team who's already played six games and it's our first. So that's kind of the tough thing. Um, but having us all start at the same time could potentially put us all at the same at the same starting point, which would be nice. And hopefully we'd be able to get off running. We we had a really good start to the season this year. And then we kind of plateaued um, about, I don't know, six games in or something, which is way too early. And you should be going up the whole season rather than plateauing or even going down. So um, yeah, it, it'll be really exciting to see what our team does, hopefully, if we are, we're able to start that January 1st. And um, you play in you play in Ivy League school, like I mentioned. How hard is it to balance both academics and hockey at the same time? It's definitely tough. Um, I I would say freshman fall was obviously the biggest challenge, just coming in and getting adjusted to the pace of classes and the scheduling. You've got every minute of your day planned out um, for any college athlete. That's the way it is, and. And having the pressure of Ivy League academics on top of that is definitely something that you have to be aware of and you have to keep an eye on. Um, but once once you get in a rhythm, you you start to get used to it. You get used to the classes and the homework loads and the training schedule, and you figure out a way to make it work. 
And now we're getting into the segment I call the non-hockey questions, where I ask you some uh, non-hockey questions. And my first one is, what is your favorite class at Dartmouth? Mm. Um, I'm a psychology major. I just declared this year. So I would say one of my favorite classes has been um, social psychology. It's really interesting to to figure out how those type of things work and um, help you figure out how people tick. I'd also say my, my second favorite was uh, my writing seminar freshman year. I took a class on um, techno science and sports and I had the best professor. She made it, she made it a blast. Now, was there anything cool or interesting you learned that you'd like to share in your psychology class? Oh gosh, <laughs> put me on the spot here. Sorry. Um, I, one thing I keep giving my brother crap for is inattentional blindness. It's when you could be, they, they use the example of looking in the fridge and something's right in front of you and you can't find it. And he does this all the time. And I give him, I give him crap for it every time. <laughs> I do that all the time too. I guess maybe it's just a guy thing. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh my gosh. Um, biggest pet peeve is probably loud chewers. Uh, <laughs> when someone's chomping on their food or their gum too loud next to me, I, I get shivers. Yeah, I understand that. Um, do you have any hidden talents you'd like to share? Mm, nothing too exciting. No, uh, nothing off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I can't whistle, but I can do this weird like train horn with my tongue. <laughs> Can you tell us? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I I think it's that's a hidden town in my opinion. That's it. That's that's all I got. Um, if you could have lunch with one person, who would it be? Oh my gosh. Um I would probably say Bobby Clark. I, I want to pick his brain about hockey and um, his life growing up. I have, my mom has five older brothers that played hockey growing up. And we were just talking the other day about how him and Wayne Gretzky were their two biggest role models. Um, and I just watched a documentary recently called In Search of Greatness. And Gretzky talks a lot about um, Bobby Clark as well. So yeah, I have lunch with him. And definitely talk about all those fights you got in, especially with those Broad Street bullies. That would be interesting. Uh, do, you yeah. have a quote, do you have a favorite quote? Mm, I, I'm a big quote person. Um, I actually have one as my phone background right now. It's, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's a good one. It says, be that kind soul that makes everybody feel like a somebody. Nice. And I, I like to live by that one. Now we're gonna ask you some questions about some of your teammates, so strap on in. Who is the funniest on Dartmouth women's hockey? <laughs> um, I would have to say my best friend on the team is uh, Brooke Schrader. She, she's definitely one of our biggest clowns. Who has the best on and off ice style on Dartmouth women's hockey? Mm, I gotta go with Cece Bowlby. She's, she's got my fashion sense, so <laughs> I go with her. Who has the best hair on Dartmouth hockey? Um, Kayla. Kayla, our goalie, has some pretty rad curly hair. It gets crazy sometimes, but it's cool. 
And last question, who is the best dancer on Dartmouth women's hockey? Oh, uh, I also got to go with Brooke on that one. She's always in the locker room breaking it down. That's good. And now back to some hockey questions. Uh, what do you feel like has to be done to help uh, grow women's hockey? Mm-hmm. I would just say exposure. Um, there's there's not nearly enough media coverage or um, apparel sales or marketing and stuff like that. I think we just need to, it, it definitely has grown so much in the past years and um, we're working towards it becoming more popular, but I think um, we just, it, it just needs more promotion and more respect. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And hopefully by getting some, I'm trying to get some women's players on the podcast right now and we've gotten some good guests and hopefully by doing this will help grow the game and not only just for the men's side, but for the women's side as well. Yeah, absolutely. And now what has been your favorite hockey memory thus far? Um, something that I'll never forget is, uh, I, so I played boys hockey growing up and my second year of peewees we were the eighth seed coming in had to play number one elk river and we um ended up beating them in overtime and it was three to two and i had all three goals Um, so that's probably a memory that i'll i'll hang on to forever (laughs) now do you have any shout outs you'd like to make before we let you go um in the hockey world or just anybody? Anybody, your family, um, hockey. Yeah, I, I'd have to shout out my family. They are my biggest supporters and um, I wouldn't be where I am without them. My older brother, he plays at St. Scholastica in Duluth and he taught me everything I know. So um, yeah, my family is, is my, my biggest shout out. They'll always be my biggest shout out. Well, thank you so much, Gabby, for coming on the podcast. I wish you and your team the best luck in the future, and hopefully I get to go to the Dartmouth game soon and see you take your team in person. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. If you haven't already, please check out our other episode we released today. It's with Holy Cross, former Holy Cross captain Aaron Hall, and she's also a current member of the Connecticut Whale and the NWHL. Great interview. So please check that out if you have not already. And yeah, thank you so much to Gabby for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it so much. Great interview with her. And I wish her nothing but the best for next year. I know she's going to do great things. That'll wrap up today's podcast. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. And I'll see you guys tomorrow with a great interview. We'll be releasing now just one podcast a day. That is my update on the podcast. It'll just be one player a day. Instead of the two podcasts today, it'll just be the one podcast today. Just putting that out there so you guys know. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. See you guys tomorrow with a great interview. Take care. Stay safe. Bye. Just remember, I will be there for you